Hey mamas, this is Playfully Faithful Parenting, and I'm your host, Joy Wenling. I'm a seminary grad and children's and family minister turned stay-at-home mom to my five girls. Spiritual parenting is my calling, and it's my passion to help other mamas disciple their kids using the power of play and their own authentic daily walk with Christ. If you're a mama who wants to introduce your kids to Jesus and watch as the Holy Spirit transforms their lives, this is the place for you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's dive in and see how we can partner with God today. Hello, mamas, and welcome to Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'm your host, Joy, and I'm warning you today there might be some laughter, some giggles, some screams all in play in the background because I have my kids at home and typically they um, are gone when I'm recording with my husband and I was doing other things yesterday when they were gone. Uh, So they are outside playing right now and right outside my window. So enjoy the sounds of my chaos. And um, I am grateful that you are here listening in and gleaning from what I am hearing from God. I have told you that my word for the year is listen. So I am doing a lot of intentional listening already. We're only a little over a week into the new year, and this word is showing up big time already. So um, if you do not have a word of the year, that's okay. You don't have to. Um, But if you want a word of the year and you need some help in finding that, I want to recommend a workbook journal that a friend of mine, Carol Tesloff, put together. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. It's called More Than a Word. You can find it on Amazon and um, it helps you discover your word and then also helps you to remain engaged with that word throughout the year. So a great resource. One of the things that I'm going to be doing this year with my word listening is I am finally taking the children's spirituality course with Lacey Finn Borgo through the Companioning Center. And I'm so excited about that and have started to read and, um, check out the assignments for the first week. We meet next week on the 19th for the first time. And this is a course that I've wanted to take for over a year and a half and have just not done it. And this time I was like, hey, let's just bring it up with my husband. And we have some scheduling conflicts. And um, between him and our friend who lives with us, Um, we are going to make it work. And so I'm so excited. And it uses the book Spiritual Conversations with Children, I think is what it's called, um, by Lacey Finborgo. And I read the book a year and a half ago and loved it. And um, 
will be reading it again. And I've started and done the introduction and first chapter. And if you are part of my Facebook group, I talked a little bit about this in the workshop I did last week. Um, I did a free workshop in the Facebook group on creating a discipleship vision board. And so just kind of to help you focus your year visually, if you're a visual person, on what do you want your discipleship to look like? And so um, recommend you go get that. That workshop will be up for about a week and then I will um, move it off of the Facebook group onto my website for purchase, um, but it'll only be 27 dollars there. So really affordable. And, um, but it's a, it was a fun workshop. I actually take you, um, and my Canva and you get to watch me put one together, like just a digital vision board and all of the things that as I prayed, God wanted me to reflect on, um, versus quotes, resources, um, roles, all of that kind of stuff. And so in that workshop, I talk about in the, I believe it's in the introduction or maybe in the first chapter of the book, um, Lacey Finn Borgo's book, Spiritual Conversations with Kids, which I'll also link in the show notes. She talks about how parents were bringing their kids to Jesus. And then the disciples said, like scolded the parents, right? And tried to stop the children from coming. And the word that Jesus uses is let the children come to me. And she points out that that word let means that they are already coming. Like our kids already want to come. We're created with this Um, oh, my friend Carol said this the other day and I can't remember. I wrote it down somewhere. We're created with eternity in our hearts. Our kids are created from birth to, um, be in relationship with God. So they don't need us to teach them that they need God. They already know that it's already in them. It's, um, created in them. It's ingrained in them. God prepared your child for a relationship with him. And then Jesus says, let them come. I mean, just allowing them, allow them to come. They're going to naturally want to seek him. That doesn't mean that in every home they will be equipped or in the right environment. But your children are, if you are seeking to disciple your children, then you can create that environment that lets them come, that builds off their natural curiosity of God. And so I was thinking about that and I just loved that. And then she, um, Lacey Fanborgo in this book um, talks about sometimes our job is to get out of the way. We just need to get out of the way of our kids. 
And I thought one of the things that we do that hinders children is we take the abundant life out of faith. We add all those rules back. We go backwards to the law instead of digging into the freedom, the joy, the abundant life that Christ has called us into, that he has provided for us. And as I was thinking about this these last few days, I was thinking about the word evangelism and the word gospel. And in English, they don't sound the same, but those two words are related. Gospel, the stories of Jesus, gospel means good news, good news. And evangelism is the, the act, the doing, the sharing, the telling of that good news. And so often we feel the pressure of eternity on us and we want to make sure we get it right and we lose the good news and we just tell about Jesus. And Jesus is good. He is good. He is the good news. But only if we incorporate all of who he is and not the law that he fulfilled. Jesus didn't go around scaring people into following him. And we often do that. And that's not evangelism. That doesn't feel like good news to people. So we want to make sure that we are practicing evangelism, helping our kids to not read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but to experience the gospel, the good news of Jesus, not with his head knowledge of what he's done and who he said he was, but this actual experience of the goodness of who he is. And when they experience that goodness, that freedom, the abundant life, the complete joy of him, then it feels like good news. Then we are excited to pursue that, to live in that, to experience more of that. If you were to tell me that my daily bread was like pumpernickel or rye, that wouldn't seem like good news. That doesn't, to me, that's not good. It doesn't taste good. It's not enjoyable to eat. But if you were to tell me my daily bread was something that was exciting and enjoyable for me, and it was truth, then that's a daily bread to get excited about. Now, some people love pumpernickel and and rye bread, and so that's fine. But personally, for me, that is not abundant life. And so when we try to make Jesus and what a a life with Jesus looks like, one size fits all, instead of embracing the uniqueness of that God created in each of us, 
we lose some of that good news. It's not, do you hear my husband cheering and screaming at the TV? Football is on. All right. So it is not good news if you tell me I have to wake up at 4 a.m., which is an hour before my kids start waking up, and tell me I have to sit and drink coffee and journal. That's not good news to me. But if you tell me that I can read a book over and over and still continue to learn new things and build a relationship with a very creative person who loves me, that's good news. Do you see how both of those could be true to one person or another, but they're not both true to everyone? And so that's the one size fits all that I want us to avoid as we are talking to our kids. That legalism of it has to look this way. That is stopping the kids from coming to Jesus. When we expect their faith to look like everybody else's. Help your kids experience Jesus as good news. Not just be told he's good news, but never experience that. Mamas, you can do that. I believe you can do that. You can do that by listening to who God created your child to be. Listening to them as they share what excites them, what scares them, what makes them want to learn, what turns them off from learning. And and listening to that and then asking God, how do I use who you created this child to be to help them experience the good news of Jesus? You can pray. Oh, I learned I learned this um, from a mops mentor mom a couple years ago. And just yesterday I was at a book signing. She published a book and I'm so proud of her. So proud of her. And I remember being with her at mops and she has four kids and she would tell our table And she told me multiple times, and I just needed to hear it over and over. Because at the time I had three kids and was pregnant with my fourth, and now I've got five. And so um, I needed to hear that, um, hear this from her. And she said that she became a better parent when she stopped being one parent to four kids. And she started asking God to help her parent to each individual child in the ways that they needed it. And that is one of the things that um, our friend Allie, who lives with us, sees in me. And that's because Martha taught me how to do that at Mops. And so I, I got to go yesterday to her book signing at our local Christian bookstore and see her. Um, she's, she's always been a writer, um, as long as I've known her. And, um, 
just to see her with a book. Uh, I'm super excited to read it. I have not um, read more than the forward yet. So I will be telling you about it. It is available on Amazon. So I'll put the link in the show notes to that too. But she's such a wise woman and so encouraging. And um, I just believe that that brings good news and it helps us with our parenting. When we are mature enough and confident enough in who we are in Christ to be able to not be one parent to four kids, but to be the parent that each of those four or five or three or two, whatever, however many kids you need, you have, be the parent that they need. Don't be the parent you want to be. Be the parent that your child needs. And so all of that to say that is what brings good news. That is some of the ways, two of the ways you can help the gospel to be good news to your child is by making it relatable to them and helping them to experience the gospel in a way that feels good to them, that is in line with who they were created to be and in line with the relationship that they were created to have with God, that we would let the children come to him, not drag them along or not hinder them, but let them come to him because they were already created with eternity in their hearts. They didn't have to mature into having the spot for eternity for God, for Jesus in their hearts. It's already there from birth. So mamas, you can do this. You have the Holy Spirit with you and he will guide you and give you creativity and opportunities along the way. So on behalf of God, thank you for loving and playing with his kids. Bye mamas. Mama, if you need help making sure that the gospel is good news to your kids, you need mentorship, guidance, a cheerleader, or maybe even just someone to brainstorm with, I would be honored to help you, to come alongside you and talk about what is developmentally appropriate for each of your children, for your family, what is realistic, what is practical, what is doable, and then to help you listen to the Holy Spirit. I would love to be that person. Send me an email or a Facebook message. Uh, joy at createdplay.com is my email Send me a message and let me know that you would like a free consult. And I would love to either chat with you over Voxer or Facebook Messenger or even hop on a Zoom call and talk to you about what it might look like for us to work together and partner with the Holy Spirit to help you disciple your children. Well, mamas, that's it for today. Thanks for joining me on Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'd love to keep the conversation going over on the socials. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you felt encouraged or equipped by today's show, do me a favor and leave a review. I can't wait to hear your story. Till next week, keep playing and pointing those littles to Christ.